Sunday afternoon from 6 to 8 p.m. We welcome you back to our show. Thank you for joining us again on another Sunday evening. My name is Brad Trammell. Sitting next to me, we have Darian Claxton. He's been here before. Um, Orlando Boyd is out of pocket tonight. He's uh, feeling a little bit under the weather. So we're going to keep him lifted up, but you know how we do. We keep him moving. He may show up. You know how Owen is. He's very spontaneous, man. But whoever he is, we praying for him. We keep him lifted up. Um... Like we usually do. We start off the show, we talk about things that happened with, to us in the past week. We testify, talk about, you know, how we've grown closer to Yahweh in, within the last week, what what maybe highs or lows our relationship has had. And that's kind of the thing I like that we do here on Real Talk. We don't always talk about the good stuff. Hmm. We talk about the bad stuff, too. So if we slip up, you know what I'm saying, 
our purpose our, to minister and to talk about these things is hopefully to someone listening. They can hear what we're talking about and know that they're not alone. You know, everybody struggles. Everybody deals with certain things. Mm. But one thing is sure and true is that the fact that the blood of Yeshua bought our salvation. The Father still cares and loves for us. And we hope we demonstrate that in the way we speak and what we speak about from on a daily basis. But before we get into, you know, how we usually do, we're going to see if we got any prayer requests, uh, quick testimonies, jump to a word of prayer, and then we all. What you got? Prayer um, requests. Prayer requests, I want to continue praying for my grandmother, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, she is um, twilight days. What else can mm -hmm. I say? You know, I, we just pray for peace, peace for her, peace for the family. Um, praying for, I want to pray for all the folks who are affected by this furlough. Yeah. It's supposed to end. I talked to Kavan today, okay. and um, he is working. He can't get paid, mm. and he hasn't been paid in a month. I, now they're getting back pay. They, he, they're getting back pay when he, when yeah. he but it's not guaranteed for him. Oh, what? because he gets his money from the government. But he's 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 a contractor. Yeah, he's a contractor. Oh, That's right. I, don't know, I couldn't think yeah. of the word. Yeah. yeah, so it's not guaranteed. Mm. Um, also, uh, I'm, I just want to say I'm thankful that I am a federal employee, but my department is essential. So because mm -hmm. of that, I haven't been off work. I've mm -hmm. been receiving paychecks, so that's Amen. been a blessing. But if this persists, mm -hmm. who knows what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. um, I had heard uh, from, I think it was you talking about mm -hmm. what happened in New York. Mm -hmm. Well, LaGuardia? Yeah. yeah it wasn't me, but uh, yeah, I was, okay. I was hearing about that too. Yeah. That was kind of the, 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 the final push yeah. to, to convince them to move from this, whatever. But it's funny, I saw it was, one of the comedians was basically likening it to buying a phone. So instead of having a committed plan to Verizon for two or three years, you buying uh, a phone like minutes at a time. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah, we're we, we going to have two more weeks of government or three more weeks of government, and then we're going to see where we're at. It's just, it's chaotic what's going on it there. But chaotic. we know that somebody, God is still in control either way. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> we could even talk about other kings. We could dive into that if, mm -hmm. we, if we need to. Like mm -hmm. other kings that are word in the Bible mm -hmm. who, actually were crazier mm, mm. and did much crazier mm. things than what we see coming out of the White House, mm -hmm. uh, you know, right now. Um, but that's a prayer request. Um, uh, also, uh, witnessing and being and being strong as men. Mm -hmm. I want to pray that for me and every all the brothers that I know, male males, every every male that I know, because and we're gonna get into about yesterday, what happened yesterday at church and mm. everything. But that's definitely. Um, a prayer request of mine, I would speak on that. Mm. But um, other than that, okay. what about yourself? Okay. Um, praying for my church family uh, back in Arizona, mm -hmm. and praying for my family here, Breath of Life, this church I go to, and praying for opportunities to witness, obviously, praying for uh, health. Both my, my, my wife and I were having pretty bad back problems. Mm. Um, hers is because of her chair, and thankfully the chair for her work uh, thankfully, by the way, she works for the D.C. government, mm -hmm. so she's not affected by the shutdown, so that's good. But uh, the chair that she's working in now is very uncomfortable, so they've ordered the chair, so we're waiting. We're hoping that it comes this week because it has to come. We've got to assemble it. There's yeah. a whole bunch of red tape that's got to go through, so she's been in a lot of pain. I've been in pain just driving back and forth doing this long stuff here. But uh, I want to pray again for, um, you know, obviously for physical uh, relief, mm -hmm. um, but specifically for the Otleys. Nevela, okay. Nevela, and uh, and uh, Edgar. They're basically they're they're, I guess you can call them surrogate parents of mine, who clients of ours as well, and we're spending time in their office. And I'm basically trying to help their business. Uh, they're older. They're trying to retire. 
uh, and I'm hoping to be able to. I know God has put our paths together. I can't go into all how it's happened. It's a long story. But I'm hoping that this week as I spend time there, I have a remote office uh, at their location. I'm praying that I can be able to minister to them and okay. witness to them. Great. Fantastic. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and jump in and get a little bit to what has happened mm. this week's fight, Edwards. Lord, the Almighty, thank you for another opportunity to do this ministry and to do this work. Please, right now, with your Holy Spirit, the Ruach, please possess us and yes. use us and speak to those who are listening, please mm. cleanse us of all iniquity and any filthiness that resides within mm. us. Cleanse us right now by the blood of your son. Um, we lift up O right yes. now in his, in his health. And uh, be with be with all of my brothers and I. Be with our helps, too, because mm. we're not, well, I don't think we're 100% right now either. But we know that, you know, if we submit ourselves to do what you would have us to do, you remove all of that. It's mm. nothing but a trivial thing. So we thank you for that. And we are giving you praise for that, Father. I ask that you would be with my family, my grandmother, um, every every person who is being furloughed right now. I thank you for me being able to still be able to work. And um, I pray that this whole situation with the furlough and the government ends soon. Yes. You know, I, I, that's why I definitely pray for that. Um, pray for Clax and his witnessing opportunities, his family, the living situation, of course, uh, his wife on the job with the chair, father, and the pain that they go through with the rigors of just everyday life. Mm. We pray that you remove those things because they're just nothing but adjutants that the devil may use just to get on their nerves and try to cause them to curse you and so many other things, uh, Father. I pray for the Otleys as well who are trying to retire. Um, pray that you give Clax wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and leading them in the way they should go with their finances and when that whole situation of what they should do. And Father, right now, I lift up the rest of my brothers and sisters of Hood Proud and wherever they may be. We thank you for the ministering opportunities that we've been able to procure uh, with um, uh, Pastor Pilo over Capitol Hill. That's coming up in March. Mm -hmm. We thank you for that, Lord. We just we just um, ask that you continue to be with us, lead us, and guide us, because we're just vessels. Yes. We're going to be used by you, Father. And um, also pray for this fast that we're doing this coming up, Father. Mm -hmm. Be with us and lead us and guide us there. That's very, very important. Um, thank you for hearing and answering prayer. Please be with us in the midst of this session. In your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, what I kind of wanted to dig into is kind of, uh, it's a fantastic experience yesterday mm. I had at church. Mm. Um, and I have to start with the contrast of the previous Sabbath. Mm. Because the previous Sabbath, I woke up in the morning, um, I cracked open my word, I was reading it, and I was just getting cut up. I was reading mm. out of the Book of Wisdom, mm -hmm. and I was reading a, a, a Wisdom reads kind of like Proverbs, mm -hmm. things that you should do versus not doing, things you should consider, you know, listening more than you speak, you know, not arguing with fools, along mm -hmm. those lines. <laughs> but it gave a lot more sound judgment by way of ordering your finances, how you uh, uh, rear up your children, being mm -hmm. a father, being a good steward of the home, like several good topics on what it is to be a man of God, you know. And um, when I was reading it, I just kept running over features and stuff that I knew weren't in me, mm -hmm. or I knew could be perfected. Mm -hmm. If I did any one of those things, I did it to a moderate or mediocre level. So I was dis uh, I was discouraged, dis discouraged mm -hmm. in myself. So I was just praying, saying, "Father, I need a word today. I need a word." And that I, it came out of a prayer of desperation. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just I just prayed, and I was just like, "I need something. I need something. Give me something." You know, and that Sabbath, I got toe up. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying like I got a couple hard lessons of where I had things in my life that needed to be removed. Mm -hmm. And I was holding on to him, and I didn't know how, how to get rid of them, to turn them over to him. We hear all the time, turn your sins over yeah. to God, turn your problems over to God. But what is actually the process? Mm -hmm. Where is the cliff notes for that? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Where is the ABC, mm -hmm. one, two, three of exactly what you're supposed mm -hmm. to do? And um, 
the reason I got was for belief is number one. You have to believe, first of all, that he'll take it. Because what we do is if we don't believe, we'll give it to him, then we'll take it back. Mm -hmm. And we'll do it subtly. We won't even know that we do it. You know what I'm saying? God is taking too long. Let me hurry up and handle my problem. Mm -hmm. And that's my battle. Lack of patience. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Lack of actually fear to give him what I want to keep for myself because mm -hmm. I don't really know if he has my best interest. Even though he's given me no reason right. to deny that. Kind of mm -hmm. like where we're going with Adam and Eve mm -hmm. in a little bit. In a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that was that Sabbath. This Sabbath, I asked for another word and mm -hmm. I woke up in the morning and Shout out to Brother Thomas Felder. I believe I mentioned him last week. He's doing a series called 30 Days of Transformation on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and you look up, you type in Thomas Felder, uh, it's, of course, Thomas, then last name is F-E-L-D-E-R. If you look up that, his channel will pop up. And if you go to his videos, you'll see how many he's done. I think he's on, like, day 27 or 28 okay. or something like that right now. And um, it's been powerful. Every day he covers a different portion of Scripture, covering a different topic. From the Godhead to the Father, Son, but you Holy sent me Spirit. one on spiritualism. Right? That's right. Just one on yeah. spiritualism, mm -hmm. good angels, bad mm -hmm. angels. He covers a, a multiple topics, mm -hmm. and the one I listened to yesterday was fasting, mm -hmm. and I found that to be interesting because I've always I've tried to fast in the past, mm -hmm. but I didn't know the exact directions to fast. You know, mm -hmm. I, I read the scriptures accompanying them, mm -hmm. but the presentation that he was able to put together was very comprehensive. And it was everything I needed right there in one mm. place. There were four types of fasts that he mentioned. There was a, a traditional fast, which is no food, just water. Mm -hmm. Then he said the Daniel fast, mm -hmm. which is uh, fruits, vegetables, vegetables and water. And, water. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and um, then he said a full total fast. fast. Total no fast is no water, no food. And it says it's highly recommended that you don't do this, mm. you know what I'm saying, um, for an extended period of time, mm -hmm. of course, because humans can't survive. Mm -hmm. But then the last one was a sexual fast mm -hmm. as well, which is what... Uh, God called his priests and therefore to right. do before they were about to serve right. him. They was like, stay, stay away, away from, from your wives. Right. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because you're about to come unto me and do some serious mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. So those were the four types. And mm -hmm. I didn't know about all four. I maybe heard about two. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting because that previous night, which is Friday, I was talking to O for about an hour and a half, about the average time. You know, mm -hmm. we talk yeah. to O. Yeah. <laughs> My man. Always, always, always. And so I was rapping him, and we started talking about, you know, how we're going to get over the issues that we have right now. And while O was speaking about, he's running down the line of the things that, you know, he was unsatisfied with mm -hmm. in his life. And I heard the most high tell me in the middle of the conversation, he said, I said, he said, tell him he needs to do the Daniel fast. Mm. And I stopped him. I interrupted what he had to say. And subsequently, because of that, what I did not know is that he had had that same message mm. from God a couple of days before. So right. I was just confirmation. Right. So I was like, well, boop, there it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like every yeah. time that happens, we can't just gloss over that. Mm -hmm. We have to pay attention. So after that happened, um, he called out the dates for it. He's mm. like, man, we should do fourth through the 14th mm -hmm. so i was just like all right well then bet you mm -hmm. the one called it you said he gave you the message first mm -hmm. i'm right there with you now we have our speculations about being able to complete this <laughs> because <laughs> it's like he's like bro you a big deal you about 250 250 mm -hmm. 260 i was like yeah it's gonna be something it's gonna you be think rough about the practicality of yeah, yeah. Uh, like, but this was also the fear mm -hmm. and the, and this and i share this with him he's like i don't want to do this and then return back to the nonsense after mm. return back to the junk food. I was like, well, that needs to be one of our foremost topics while we're while fasting. fasting. It's like to pray for the strength not to go back mm. to 
the nasty food. And it's abundant. It's right. everywhere. Right. Um, it was mentioned yesterday in one of the se seminars that we went to is like people appreciate the artificial over the real now, mm -hmm. such as fast foods. Fast mm -hmm. food is injected with many chemicals and things to mm -hmm. cause an addictive nature, kind of yeah. like with cigarettes. Cigarettes have addictive properties too as well so that you cannot just put it down. You crave it more mm -hmm. and more. And so people know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Scientists know what they're doing. Organizations know what they're doing. They're trying to increase their bottom. They, they care about their bottom line. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So as long as they can keep you coming back, that's why there's a McDonald's in every country on the planet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? On so, every block, it seems uh, like. Yeah, it's exactly. You know and it's not saying? actually filling you or giving you the nutrients you need. I mean, no, it's I, not. I think that's the point you're trying to make. So from an artificial standpoint, you think that you're full. You think that you're nourishing your body, right. eating this stuff. And you feel full, right. but your body's not getting what it needs. No, it's not. Yeah. And the other thing I would say about the Daniel fast is, technically, this is the way they purpose in their hearts to eat indefinitely. Yeah. The 10-day test was because they were under the control of, Mel of the Melzah. Right. You know what I'm saying? To right. say, hey, just give us this test, but they was going to be doing it regardless. Right. You know? They didn't like what was being served at the right. table because it was being offered up to idols. Mm -hmm. But I found it very unique at the fact that when they were asked to perform an impossible task, mm -hmm. this is what the challenge that they put in place. They mm -hmm. said, look, if you really want us to do this, give us 10 days, mm -hmm. compare us to all your other wise men, and give us just fruits and vegetables and mm -hmm. water to drink, and then we're going to come back and not only tell you what your dream was, mm -hmm. but we're going to tell you the meaning as well. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. I can't, you can't imagine that. Imagine you meet your friend for school, for mm -hmm. work, anything, and it's like, man, I had a crazy dream last night. Mm -hmm. Tell me what it was. Mm -hmm. And then tell me what it meant. Right. You look at them like they crazy, like mm -hmm. they hit something before they came into work. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, it's like, you know, you left there stuck as the king's wise men and magicians were. They was like, no. You tell us the dream, and then we'll tell you what it means. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, you tell me the dream and what it means. Mm -hmm. And they kept going back and forth. So he got pissed off. He was just like, look, Slim, mm -hmm. all you tell me, or I'm, I'm wiping all y'all out and your family. Mm -hmm. I'm turning everything because y'all mm -hmm. annoying me. Mm -hmm. And then Daniel got brought up because um, he was in that number, and he put the challenge out to the king, and he came back, and we know the history of that. The famous, the famous dream of the golden image mm -hmm. was gold, mm -hmm. silver, bronze, iron, iron and iron, iron and clay. clay. Um, so, again, that's in Daniel chapter 7, 7, right? Okay. Well, it starts from chapter 1. Chapter 1, of course. With of the course. fast, and then right. 2 is the dream. Um, yeah, because 7 goes more into later prophecy. The actual beast right. and stuff that's like right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. It's in everybody's Bible. Check it out when you, get it, when you get a chance. It's a very interesting story. But even with that 10 days, because it said at the end of the 10 days, they appeared fatter, and their countenances were richer, and they were 10 times more intelligent. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we know from a scientific standpoint, ain't no way that after eating this diet for 10 days that you should see a difference like that. Now, obviously, it's healthy in the long run. Right. But God did a miracle to prove to them, to prove to those that were doubting, the, the king's servants, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, that this is a positive thing. And hopefully, maybe they maybe they influence other people who watch that, who saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. You know? got witnesses. But really, God would do the impossible, particularly when unbelievers are looking on. Are looking on. To test. You know I mean? To yeah. test. That's like, it. Oh, let's see if this guy they talking about mm -hmm. is real or not. Because this dude is like, yo, if I feed you this food, I'm going to lose my life if the king sees you guys being scrawny. The, the expectation is they're going to be scrawny and unhealthy and falling out. And the king had orders. He's supposed to eat this this rich food, this meat, this wine, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So his life is on the line. That's why the test was kind of the compromise. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's pressure. That's severe pressure. Um, so with that, you know, we look forward to, you know, what God has coming for us uh, when we undertake that, you know, mm -hmm. in, the, in the first week of February. Um, 
But getting into, you know, yesterday, I started off with the fast video. And then when I came to church, uh, got into several conversations with some good brothers about, you know, what was going to possibly transpire mm -hmm. that day. What we had, we had a guest preacher named Henry Wright mm -hmm. who came through. He preached a powerful message powerful. for the weekend's theme was victory, mm -hmm. victory over over sin and stuff like that. And so, and specifically for men, for men, that's for right. Men. That's what I was getting yeah. to. That's right. Specifically for men. So when before he got up to speak yesterday, he had actually did something that was very unusual. He asked all the men of the congregation to come sit in like the first two sections, <laughs> which, you know, it didn't take long to do. No, it took no. about five minutes, but mm -hmm. we obliged. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about something that happened maybe a little bit before that man and it, it kind of struck me as weird and so before i tell you what i'm about to tell you i want to first say that all praise is due to the most high god yahweh because right. he did something mm -hmm. because it was his voice i heard and it was being obedient to that voice which i'll tell you about what happened so uh yesterday during call to prayer they called all the men down men's day and when we got down there, there was this brother who was standing in front of me who was a part of the choir, the visiting choir mm -hmm. that had come. And he... From Washington, Venice? From Washington, yeah. Venice, that's right. And um, he, um, when they were about to pray, the Graham was down there making some remarks. This brother stumbled forward after, right after Graham just started talking, he wasn't even praying yet. He stumbled forward and he went to the front, like where mm. Graham was, in front of everybody, and he was wavering back and forth. Yeah, I like saw this. that. Like he was inebriated yeah. almost. And he had to grab somebody's hand. He was holding it with both hands. Mm -hmm. And while he was holding it, he was just stumbling back and mm -hmm. forth. Like, I'm watching. I'm like, yeah. this is the most unusual thing mm -hmm. I've ever seen. It, he was fine yeah. because he was standing right in front of me. He was just standing there with his hands in his pockets. Mm -hmm. And then when they started talking, he just said, what the? I thought it, I, honestly, I thought I heard him say, what the F? Yeah. But I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I cannot mm -hmm. say that mm -hmm. I did or didn't. But that's mm -hmm. what I thought I heard. Yeah. Then he went forward. Okay. While this was happening, I'm watching. And it's distracted me from the fact they're about to pray. Mm -hmm. And um, when this happens, you know, the man who's up front, Pastor Johnson, I believe, he started to pray. And the guy was still going back and forth to where the people up front were getting concerned. Mm -hmm. And I heard it very faintly saying, you know, get him to the side, take, take him down yeah. to a seat. And when I heard that, people saying that, I heard the Most High tell me, like, no, keep him there. Mm. People are praying, he's exactly where he needs to be. Yeah. And I was, at first I didn't respond. I was like, well, he, they ain't moving yet. Mm. But they were acting like they were about, they were getting under his arm yeah, and about yeah. to take him out. And so I stepped up. I was like, nah, keep him right here. Just lay hands on this brother and pray. Mm -hmm. How about we do that? And um, that's what happened. Mm. And then like two other times after that, you know, we had our hands on him. We were just praying. He was calming down. But then somebody else tried to come up there and pull him to the side mm. and take him down. I was like, nah, leave him here. Mm -hmm. He's praying. He's he's in the best place he could be. Right. He's better than the yeah. hospital. You yeah. got you got men all around him mm -hmm. praying. And it's mm -hmm. like you know, keep him there. And um, then to the point where it was even one point during the prayer, he tried. I had my hand on his shoulder like this. Mm. He tried to take my hand and peel my fingers off of him mm. to start praying. I was like, whoa, mm. that's very aggressive. <laughs> so I just closed my eyes. I kept my hand there and I prayed a little bit harder. He didn't try again. He maybe tried for like five, ten mm. seconds, mm. you know. But then that was it. But I thought it was very strange. Mm. You know, after the prayer was over, he seemed like he was okay. I looked mm. at him in his in his eye, and I was mm. like, you know, God. And bless. he was from the choir. He's from the choir. Okay. He had on his tux. You know, they okay. was they was dressed yeah, up. Yeah. So that's how I knew he was with him. Mm. Um, but then after that happened, you know, I just went back to my seat. But I found it odd that that took place. Mm. 
like it's just a strange occurrence to mm-hmm. happen down front. And I know sometimes people see that on the regular. Like see people see falling mm-hmm. out, you know, jump up and dance, and you don't yeah. know. They say the spirit has come over me. Which spirit? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching that happen, and I'm like, this happening right before prayer takes mm-hmm. place. My mindset asked the rational question, like, is this brother really sick or is something on him, mm-hmm. like spiritual? Yeah. And so my mind went into that direction. <laughs> and so I did the best thing I knew how to do. It's like the yeah. only way we can, it ain't like I could fight was on him. Can't right. fight no in, invisible force. So right. it's like, what can you do? You pray. And I want to let that be the hallmark of the whole of the whole happening yesterday. I don't want anybody to think about what I'm saying. It's like, man, that was weird. It's just like anytime you see something odd mm-hmm. or that really doesn't make sense, especially in somebody's behavior like that. Some mm-hmm. people classify it as mental illness, mm-hmm. behavioral illness. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe it's all, all spiritual. That. It's all spiritual. Yeah. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. So pray in those instances and th- see mm-hmm. if things turn around. But don't just pray just to do it. Pray with belief. Because if you pray with belief, things will turn around, things will change. So that's what... I did. I was happy to be in the position to do it, but it was just something that set on my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait till I tell Otis. You know, mm-hmm. oh, Otis heard that. He's like, man, you know what that was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that was. I didn't even, it's funny because I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. I saw him because I was standing, I was like right here, and there was, there was, a, there was a tall guy in front of me. And right. I just saw, I saw him, and I saw him moving. I saw people kind of stuttering, but I was in my own, I was in, I was praying myself. Right. So I kind of closed my eyes and drowned it out. So I wasn't even thinking about that. But right. Whenever the word of God is being preached, whenever deliverance is about to happen, the devil starts to get scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's going that is going to talk about everything else that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that the devil starts running scared because he knows his time is short. And if he can discourage somebody, even using God's people, by saying, "Oh, let's get that brother out of here," no, he, he don't need to be there. Yeah. I mean, this is always the case in the church. Like I remember the the testimony of Michael Kelly, pastor in Mount Rubido in, mm-hmm. in, in in California. And he had done a funeral for someone who was a gang member. Mm-hmm. And so you had at the church, you had like 150 gang members who were present at the funeral. And he did an altar call. About 50 of them came up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then they want to be members of the church. Now, do you think the church board was like, oh, man, this is great. We got more people, more time. No, it was like, we concerned about our children. What about this? What about that? Let's, 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 let's get some more security. Man. You know what I mean? So the, 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 the call of the Great Commission seems to be more like, well, let's get in the fish that we know are mostly clean or don't have the wars that we think are, are, yeah. are more. You see what I'm saying? The judging. The judging, and, and if it makes us uncomfortable, we right. don't want anything we to do with it. Do it. We want nothing right. to do with it. We want the easy people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like this like brother was. Right. Yeah, yeah. And see, the, the crazy thing is, it's like, man, if you profess to be a follower of Yeshua, mm. Christ, whoever you call him, Jesus, if, if you profess to be a follower of him and you take his character, which was the most paramount thing about mm-hmm. that being, because he said, if you see me, you see the Father. Right. So what you had was a walking representation of the Most High God here on earth. If you look at his character, they said he hung out with the mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't scared because perfect love cast his thought all fear. He loved right. each and every one of them. He didn't care if it was a gangbanger, mm-hmm. prostitute, serial killer, psychopath. And if that was an indictment him, against him by the Pharisees. That's this right. man hangs out with, with sinners. sinners. That's right. Like that's I like thank Henry Wright preached a sermon about that. Thank God that Jesus is guilty mm-hmm. for hanging out with sinners. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what I am. That's what we all are. That's what we you all are. You know, so we all can deal with some Jesus. 
and and, and the, the the biggest disparities are kind of like what you said when mm. you get to a position where you are in a position to make a decision mm. to keep that person away based on mm. what they look like. Right. Be very careful of that that's right. because you could be, be wearing a Pharisee hat. That's it. You that's ever it. seen them joints? Yeah. How oh, yes. ridiculous uh-huh. they look. Uh-huh. <laughs> they look All like, the phylacteries and everything. Like <laughs> but that's why God placed you there specifically because right. you could have been anywhere else on the perimeter. I could have been. And somebody else would not have had the courage to do that or the presence of mind, the spiritual awareness to see what was going on. Right. And then because of your size, so like somebody else may be like, okay, well, let me keep him in place and he's trying to get away. Like he sees you like, okay, let me just, <laughs> let me keep it straight. So he, God used you in that position Crazy. and give you the awareness to keep him there. And I pray, I don't know what the brother's name is, but we can Clarence. Clarence. Okay. Clarence, we need to, we need to, okay. I, we gonna the pray reason why I know that is because the second brother who came up there, he was from the choir too. He, he came up name. during the prayer. He was like, hey, Clarence, you okay. okay? And I was like, oh, okay, that's the name. Yeah. So, yeah, we, I, I okay. We'll you keep him then. singing after the fact? Like, you see him where he was in the choir? Like, you, you look uh, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because okay. they, they sang right before, right. before, right before Wright preached. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was fine when I yeah. saw him up there. Yeah. I was, was just like, something fun. came mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, it, but, yeah, it was strange, man. Um, mm. But, yeah, to dig into the meat and potatoes of yesterday, uh, Pastor Wright preached such a powerful Amen. message for men. Mm-hmm. And he came out of the first story in the Bible mm-hmm. when God said, let us make man in our own image. And one of the first points that I like to make the, or to rehearse that he brought up yesterday was the oneness mm-hmm. of God. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together, working together mm-hmm. as one. They're not three individual. There are no, because they are three, they're individually, they don't have like split separate power. Mm-hmm. They're all powerful by themselves and they're all powerful together. They're one with within each other, their oneness, they're unified. And one of the points he brought up, he was like, that's when when God said, let us make man in our image, when he said that, um, he was, he wanted to replicate that three in one Mm -hmm. with the human family. So you have father, mother, and child versus father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And all of them together in synergistic unity, oneness, Mm -hmm. oneness. And one thing he brought up, he was like, man, it's written, you know, in Ellen G. White's books that, you know, Satan was an observer mm-hmm. of this. And he was, first of all, furious jealous and jealous mm-hmm. because God decided to make a creature mm-hmm. was more like him than Satan was, than Lucifer was, right. who was the most beautiful and mm-hmm. most intelligent being or creation ever made. But God got down into the dirt. Mm-hmm. That was another joint. He's mm-hmm. like, he, he made him from the dirt. Yeah. He's like, that's what you He didn't like, say, let there be man. Yeah. He actually formed, he formed and breathed. From yes. dirt. He's yes. like, you ain't nothing but dirt uh-huh. with God's mm-hmm. breath in you. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's all we are. We mm-hmm. some dirt. It's some dirt. With God's <laughs> breath in us, pretty much. Dust to dust. Um, so when he made that, that point and that oneness, he went on into the, the attack of the enemy, which was to buy any means mm-hmm. necessary to break up that mm-hmm. oneness which is the reason why you have divided households, mm-hmm. which is the reason why, especially in the minority community, you have fatherless households. Mm-hmm. That Same oneness there. is broken up. You have divorce on such a high level these days. The wife and the, and the husband are, are broken up. Mm-hmm. You separate the oneness. You got kids rebelling against their parents, following the many traditions and the ways of the world mm-hmm. that are so much more appealing than sound doctrine inside of the home. Break mm-hmm. up the oneness. Mm-hmm. And every time that happens, it throws shame on God because you were trying to represent oneness, and mm-hmm. I tore that up mm-hmm. out of the very beings who you created to look like you. Mm-hmm. That's Satan pointing his finger in God's face this entire time. This, you know, the whole game is, is vindictive. That's it. That's, that's all it, it is. And that's the only way that Satan knows he can hurt God because God is immortal. There's nothing that he could do to attack him, but God also is not going to – he can't forget. 
Right. So long after Revelation 21, he has wiped all the tears from our eyes. He still remember every single person that he sent his son to die for, that shed his blood for, that he long suffered for, that didn't accept. And Satan is like, yo, if I can get this person, every single person I can get to fall is going to be a scar for mm. God where he has to live it for the rest forever. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you, if you think, I mean, going deeper into what you just said, if you think about he said he knew you before he formed mm -hmm. you in the womb. He doesn't just randomly give life. Mm. We cooperate with him to do that. Right. There's something called intercourse mm -hmm. and then copulation and then, you know, zygotes form, they, the egg splits, mm -hmm. and then you have a baby. But mm -hmm. if that breath mm -hmm. doesn't kick in, that baby's going to suffocate and die. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So God is the one that kickstarts that little heartbeat mm -hmm. that when you do the sonogram, you can hear it. It's God who did that, not, not the woman. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's God. So when that happens um, and you think about that he – as a relationship, he was thinking about this soul before it came into existence. That is a lot to remember mm -hmm. about what has been taken away from him mm -hmm. because they haven't chosen his love, they haven't chosen to receive his spirit yeah. based on the lies of mm -hmm. the enemy mm -hmm. because that's what they're believing. If they don't believe in God, then they're believing a lie. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And when he made that point, that just that just hit home to me because it's so, it's so, prevalent man mm -hmm. like last night i told you mm -hmm. me and my lady went to go see if bill street could talk that's a story about a young couple from the 70s and the male protagonist in the movie mm -hmm. he got incarcerated mm -hmm. and he was incarcerated for most of the movie mm -hmm. and his girl was pregnant With, the, with yeah. the kid yeah. and you just saw the progression about her struggling trying to get him out mm -hmm. and she got this kid the, the family's divided and i mean it's a story we see over and over especially in the black community it's so mm -hmm. unfortunate because, you know, <laughs> that's not the way Yahweh intended it to be. Mm -hmm. um, that was just one point. I got a, you know, a couple other, but I want to explore your mind. What, mm -hmm. what stood out to you from yesterday? I like the responsibility that he placed on the man, the accountability. See, a lot of times we read Genesis and we say, well, Eve is the one who kickstarted the whole thing. Like, Adam knew that this thing was wrong. He believed God when God said, when Yahweh said, if you eat of the tree, you will die. So Eve's the one who wandered off. Eve's the one who got deceived. Eve's the one who tricked her husband. Eve's the one who had that thing that men will always go at. In other words, men will do whatever for their wives. Right. You see what I'm saying? So they will sometimes lose their religion just to please their wives. And in reality, lose their own salvation. So he was basically saying, we're not going to blame Eve. And as soon as they were found out, as soon as God comes to say, hey, what have you done? He don't ask the woman, what have you done? He asked the man. He asked the man. And what did the man say? He blamed. He blamed the woman. Blamed. <laughs> right? So, 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 this, and this is what he we He stayed do. on that point for he a minute. He stayed on that for a minute. Yeah. So if, and I know that Ellen White says, I think it's Ellen White that says that, it's got to be, that said that if Adam had stood his ground and not given way, Eve would have, you know, basically God would have started over again with another person. He would have created somebody else, mm -hmm. and we wouldn't be in this mess today. And Henry Rice said, hey, you know, Adam is thinking, man, because he built Eve. He built If you look at the Hebrew, he, built. he didn't create her. He built her, so she was fine, right? And so Adam's thinking there's no way that God can do any better than this. So that's why he, when he was offered the fruit, he knew it was wrong. He knew what the consequences were, and he was like, you know what? God can't do any better than this. I'm just going to go down with the ship, right? But he was supposed to, even doing all of that and selling us all out, when the rubber met the road and when 
he was called to task, he should have been accountable. Should have been accountable. And so he's challenging us as men. What do you do when the situation comes up and you are asked to be responsible, to be accountable? Do you deflect? Do you blame? Mm-hmm. Or do you say, yo, it was me. I did it. It was very big. That was a very big point. And it's, it's struck because it's easy to cast blame. Mm-hmm. But one thing he also said, and it, it kind of took my mind, he, he like, it helped him, it helped broaden the point that he was making. He was like, it was from that point where Eve could never trust mm-hmm. Adam again. She yeah. never forgot about that. And she carried the pain mm-hmm. of that blame that was cast upon her to the point where it got soaked down into <laughs> her seed and into her womb so that the first child she had was the first world's first murderer. Mm-hmm. It was Cain, who mm-hmm. came out ate, came out evil and angry because of the pain that was caused to Eve through being blamed by Adam. Mm-hmm. And that was it was so big to me when he said that, man, because he was like, that's the problem we have today. With women, it's not, and it's not saying women empowerment is bad, mm-hmm. but it's influencing women to remember times where they can't trust a man, mm-hmm. they can't count on a man, and if a man fails to fall through, then mm-hmm. the woman has to take Do on herself. the man's role, which is a role she was never intended to have to begin with. Mm-hmm. That's why God made us the decision makers, mm-hmm. the head, the top. He's going to come to us first. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, I was reading about King Ahab mm-hmm. and Jezebel, mm-hmm. and Ahab was a very weak-minded yes. king. He was persuaded <laughs> by his wife who pretty much ran the countryside. Mm-hmm. She did what she wanted. Plus, she was a, a priestess of Baal. Baal. Pro- yeah. Yeah. Her, father Her father was a was, high priest, yeah, yeah. and she was the daughter of a high priest of mm-hmm. Baal, which was the reigning foreign deity at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she had her own prophets. She mm-hmm. used to have her own services, mm-hmm. and she ran things, and she was allowed to run things through the conduit of her being the king, the queen mm-hmm. to King Ahab, who mm-hmm. was weak. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time it had a story about King Ahab. It's, it's in, I believe it's one of the Book of the Kings, mm-hmm. where Ahab wanted a vengeance, mm-hmm. and he couldn't have it. This dude First who Kings had 22, it. First Kings 22, yeah. Yeah, 1 Kings 22. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. He, um, he asked the owner for it. Mm-hmm. The owner was like, it's been in my family for mm-hmm. generations. I ain't trying to sell it. He offered him so much stuff. He was like, nah. And Ahab went hmm. through a temper tantrum mm-hmm. for about three, four days. Mm-hmm. He didn't eat no food. Mm-hmm. He kept his curtains closed. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't nothing but sad music being played. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where... 21, 1 Kings 21. 1 Sorry. Kings 21. Yeah. Remember that, this mm-hmm. story about King mm-hmm. Ahab. So Jezebel came in there and said, what's wrong with you? Yeah. He was like, this dude won't give me his vineyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she went out, right. created a plot to get that brother taken out mm-hmm. and get the land taken from up under him mm-hmm. and gave it to her husband. Mm-hmm. But then... Who came knocking to find out what happened? And Elijah. who did he come to? Mm-hmm. Prophet went to the Ahab. Prophet went to Ahab mm-hmm. and asked him what had happened. Mm-hmm. And there was a decree put out on both of their lives. But he didn't go to Jezebel. He told Ahab what was going to happen to Jezebel and what was going to happen to him. His whole house was going to get taken out because he allowed his wife mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the other big stories I can remember in the world where it's like, man, he's going to come to us first. That's it. He's going to ask us what happened. So men, if you were heads of your families, even if you're not, the practice to make the right decision in the tough calls. Mm-hmm. Women are not supposed to understand it. They can let them be mad. The tough call may save their behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Second point I want to make from yesterday, and this is the segue, perfect segue into it. He was like, the man, excuse me, the man is also the savior of the family. Right. He's the priest of the home, the savior of the family. He's the representation of God on earth mm-hmm. in his family. So he brought up the, um, isn't it scriptural? Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Yeah. Let's look at that. Just to make sure. I want to look at that. What we're, what, we're, what we're going to in Ephesians 5 is pretty much when at the end of time, God is going to be asking men, where is your family? Mm-hmm. Like, where are, mm-hmm. where's the flock that I have given you? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Especially somebody who is, if we're out there 
baptizing, preaching, and teaching. We can bring all these souls to Christ. And we he don't be. care about none of that. He's like, where is your family? Right. This is what I entrusted you to. All that other stuff is good. <laughs> where is your family? How are you going to come marching through mm -hmm. these pearly gates when I gave you charge over those who could not get there unless you were the head which I made you? And mm -hmm. then you lost them. And you mm -hmm. expect to get in? Mm -hmm. Nah, bro. Ain't going to work like that's that. That's right. And that is, that's a hard charge mm -hmm. to take. And it's an awesome responsibility, but it's not something to discourage. This is something, it should make you feel noble to be the protector and the provider, as it does, it makes a man feel good when he's able mm. to do that. But then to be able to lead them to safety and to salvation, mm. because you have a constant connection with God. And I heard Brother Patterson a couple weeks, you know, last, last a couple months ago last year, talk about this. He was like, whenever he and his wife have an issue, he's just like, he he's quick to play peacemaker, because he's like, I'm supposed to be in this word. Mm. He's like, whenever there's a small issue and it look may about him, he's like, Let, you know what, wife? Yeah. That's fine. Let me get back in my word. Mm -hmm. Thus say it. The, because the responsibility is going to be on him. Mm -hmm. And if he is a good steward and he does his job well, if his wife still chooses to rebel mm -hmm. against that, even mm -hmm. if he's done all he can, mm -hmm. his hands are going to be clean. That's right. His hands are going to be clean. So you don't have to stand there and get judged for outright rebellion, mm -hmm. just like you yourself if you outright rebel, what can God do with mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. It's like I gave you every opportunity to follow me, to love me, to show you that I care for you and I want you saved. So if you do that with the people that you are steward over and they still rebel no matter what, your only job from that point on is to pray for them because you're the high priest. And when he brought that to my attention, it brought a, sol a solemnity. Mm -hmm. Like all the brothers in the first row, they, put, mm -hmm. they at least put their head down. Mm -hmm. I saw my, my brother was sitting in front of me. He was like... Mm, that's serious. Yeah. He was weighing out the measure mm. of the, the, the magnitude of what was being mm. asked of him because he now has a family. Mm. It's him and his wife. So, I mean, when we look at that, it's a good responsibility. I mean, to first tell you this, God would not give you that type of responsibility if he didn't think you could handle that's it. Right. He'll never put on our shoulders more than we can bear. So you think about families that are in disarray right now. You think about families that are chaotic. You know, some people might use certain substances. There may mm -hmm. be vice, there may be arguing. You may think about disrespectful kids who, you know, are entertained in this world and they see mm -hmm. disrespect all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I've told the story several times. I, I, my house is right on the block. And many times I hear mothers and fathers mm. walking up and down with their, talking to their children like they were talking to mm. any type of sailor, somebody mm -hmm. from the Marines, just cussing and going mm. for. And then you wonder why the kid will speak That's like right. that. You know That's what I'm right. saying? And it's like, is so systemic mm -hmm. because obviously that person was talked to like that in mm -hmm. the house when they were small. Right. So now right. they're passing it along. They don't see anything wrong with it, but it's like. But it starts with the man. And I remember going to a barbershop out in, up in Marlboro and the, the barber there who cuts my hair, he's a pastor, he was a minister, ordained minister. And he was telling me, any person I come across, because I've been married 10 years this year, any person I come across who's been married for a long time, I say, hey, give me a nugget. Like, what's, what's one thing? He says, always be accountable. So whenever your wife is doing something, you know what I mean, and it's obviously she can make her own decisions. But at the end of the day, she is looking at you. And it, 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 it took me to Genesis uh, with Abraham. Mm -hmm. And we always land-based Sarah because Sarah was the one. So basically, for those who don't know, Abraham is the father of the children of Israel. Faithful. Father of right. the faithful. Right. And he was given this promise that through him, all of the lands would be blessed, but he was an old man. Matter of fact, at the time, he was 75 years old, and it was about when he was 90, he gets another same promise, and he's like, how is it going to happen? I'm 90, uh, my, my, wife my, my wife is, is 80, yeah. um, and then a few more years pass, and nothing has come across. And so Sarah, Sarai, his wife, is 
pestering him, pestering him about this promise and basically convinces him to sleep with a servant, Egyptian servant named Hagar. And so as a result of that, there's a whole bunch of issues that come because of the lack of faith. So we always say, well, Sarai was the one who nagged her husband mm -hmm. into doing this. Yeah. Sarah was the one a couple chapters later who laughed. So even after all that went down, God comes back with the angels and says, okay, okay Abraham, I'm still with you. I'm going to bless this other child that came from Hagar, but you are going to have a child, and Sarah is going to be the mother. Right. And she laughed, right? So we always blame her for that, but reality, she got that from Abraham. Because in Genesis chapter 12, again, he has received the promise that he, in his old age, will be the father of many nations. He's passing through Egypt, and the Pharaoh peeps out his wife. That's right. So she's fine. You know what I'm saying? So she's, she's fine. Now, she must have been fine because she was 80, 90 years old. But yeah. he showed a lack of faith by saying, hey, yo, Sarah, tell her, tell him you're, you're, my, my, sister. you're my sister. Right. right? Which was half, true, was half true, but it was it was it was said to, to deceive. Right. So she's peeping game like, what? Wait a minute. He doesn't have the faith thinking that they're going to kill him to get me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So she's peeping that. So now five chapters, four chapters like later, right. it's the same thing. So we can't blame Anything that our wives do, again, they have their own choices, but they're looking to us they're as men us. to see, will we, what we stand the task right. and be accountable? What are we going to do? And it's funny, I've heard several pastors say, it's like when Sarah came with the idea to mess with Hagar, mm -hmm. Abraham didn't really fight that. Too. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, he was like, you, okay. you want me to mess with another woman? Yeah. Really, honey? Are you uh -huh. sure? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Ah, All right, you know. cool. Bet. If that's what you want, mm -hmm. you know. So every time I've seen a depiction of that in a movie, she was fine. Yeah, he like, was always been fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. so I get that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What about any any? What's another big point that um that uh that uh Pastor Wright came out with that may have hit you? Well, like, I, I think I got like one more. The, the 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 head of the wife. Now he didn't go too deep with that. Ephesians five twenty two saying, wives, submit to your own husbands as, as to the Lord. And it's always an uncomfortable text, you know mm. what I mean? Because the, the women are like, wait a minute, you know, what does submission mean? I mean, I got, he can, he can beat me up. He can say whatever he wants to me. I'm supposed to be like, yes, master, yes, master. Matter of fact, Sarah called her husband master in the mm. Bible. Mm. And so women today will read that and be like, yo, man, I, I ain't trying to do that. But we forgot about verse 21, though. Exactly. So, so he read verse 22 first right. and then, and he then said, hey, well, check out verse 21, which says submitting to one another in the fear of God. In other words, as a woman, you're not supposed to be submitted to a man who is not submitted to, to God, God first. Right, exactly. And if as a man, if I'm, not, if I'm not submitted to God, then I will not, in verse 25, love my wife just as Christ loved, loved the, church the church and gave himself for her. So I should be willing to give myself for my wife. I am the savior of my wife as Christ is head of the church and savior of the body. So I thought it was powerful the fact that looking at this text, it seems to cause some consternation in the church, realizing that it's a two-way submission. And going back to your point about, well, basically Henry Wright's point about the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. Jesus or Yeshua always submitted to God. Not my will, but thine be done. Thine I could do done. nothing but my father. So even though he is the head of the church, mm -hmm. he was always submitted to his father. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though they were basically on the same level, just like man and woman, husband and wife are on the same level. And you talked about the being made from the rib, which is a whole other issue right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, mm -hmm. but, but the submission process actually goes both ways. Mm -hmm. You know? So I thought that was pretty powerful. That was powerful. Um, when I, when I th that, that whole metaphor he gave by the rib, Mm. It was supposed to be over your heart, right. it's below the head, under, I can't the remember, arm. under the arm, and above the feet. So right. Above the feet so you won't trample on mm -hmm. your wife. It's close to the heart so that you, you love, love her. her. It's underneath the arm so you protect, protect her. her. And it's lower than the head for, 
I can't remember what he said for that. Yeah, one. yeah, I don't remember. It's that just either. a little bit lower for the. Mm. I can't remember. Mm. But um, regardless of that, um, I believe one of the final points he made and actually drove it home to me because of what you told me we were riding at home about. We believe this, and I want to say this as a generality. If you have a pastor that you favor, or maybe you don't favor too much, you know how you know some guest pastors mm-hmm. come, we don't like to hear him. He's like, we're going to another church. Mm-hmm. Any man who is offered the opportunity to stand up in Yahweh's pulpit and mm-hmm. preach a message, you better pray for that man. Yes, sir. Because the devil would love for that person to get, whether it's male or female, to mm-hmm. get up there and to spit something that is wrong so mm-hmm. that people will be misled. Because first of all, you're at a point in a position where people are listening to you. People are looking up to you for a word, for mm-hmm. something. There's an expectation. What comes out of your mouth is going to help them or is going to hurt them. It's going to be one or the other. And the devil would love for that mm-hmm. information to hurt them. So always pray for those in leadership, especially in spiritual positions, your pastor. Because the devil would assail that pastor yes. and that family more so than yours because that person is, leave, is at least making an outward showing that he wants to serve mm-hmm. the Most High God. So mm-hmm. when that happens, it don't be quick to judge. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying all this to say this. At the end of his sermon, Pastor Wright got a little bit emotional. Yeah. And he looked in the brother's eyes who was sitting down there. He was like, man, I know what it's like to Mm -hmm. feel like you are nothing, Mm -hmm. to have that consistent negative Mm self-speak, to look at yourself. I'm a pervert. I'm Mm -hmm. lustful. I'm Mm -hmm. simple. I can't. I'm hard-headed. I'm a liar. I'm a drunk. And you just keep going with that negative rhetoric, negative just Mm -hmm. beating yourself mentally down into a depressive state. And being ostracized by others because they know you're dirt. Yes. He was like, I I know what it's like when I'm coming in and everybody's judging. Yeah. Eyes are all on me. Yeah. And because of that reason, he said, you know, he was in a dark spot. He didn't verbalize this, Mm. but you can tell he is identified with those who have gone through dark periods Mm. where they've questioned even why they're they're alive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And his rebuttal to those thoughts, everything, he was like, this is the same God who knelt down. Mm and made us in his image from some dirt. He knew what he was dealing with before mm-hmm. he was dealing with us. He knew he was some dirt. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he's like, don't you ever think that you do not have a communication pathway open to the Most That's High right. God. The sun came down and secured. It's like a, it's like an ethernet cord, like mm-hmm. a phone line mm-hmm. that just stretches from here to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and it has an a, a, a infinity connection. Infinite just, connections. Mm-hmm. There's no switchboard. You right. plug right in. Mm-hmm. And whatever you say that gets messed up on one side, the Holy Ghost is on the other mm-hmm. just translating That's it. Right. And whatever language, he speaks all languages, mm-hmm. even ancient languages. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. He will tell the Father even that which you forget to talk about mm-hmm. because that spirit of God is omnipresent, it's everywhere, it's omniscient, mm-hmm. and it's omnipotent. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's all-powerful, and all it's all-knowing. Yeah. So when he brought that to life, he was like, you know, the father always is waiting mm-hmm. to pick us up. He's always waiting to turn our situations around because he specializes in turning what the devil would call trash into his treasure. Mm-hmm. He specializes in that. because, And the reason why that's important is because it gives the rest of us hope. I've often said this many times. It's like angels who are perfect can never fall, can come down and do this work, and this joint be wrapped up just like mm-hmm. that. But what benefit would that be to us? Mm-hmm. So us, so we could see that we could never attain to the mm-hmm. perfection of an angel, you know. He uses fallen man to reach fallen, fallen man. man, and he also made that point. He was like, "That's why Yeshua came. He didn't come in the form of a woman. Mm-hmm. He came in the form of a man. Because man messed up. Because man messed <laughs> up. Eve was deceived. Mm-hmm. Adam made a choice. Mm-hmm. Conscious. And yeah. so because of that, that's why he came in the form of a man mm-hmm. to redeem us in that form to to get back what we had lost." 
And I thought that was powerful because I identified exactly who was talking at that point. Earlier that week, that's all I had been doing. Mm. And it's good to, to remember mm. that you are not alone, first of all. You ain't the only person that's struggling with something mm. that's, you know, very deep. It hits hard home. And um, when that, that really, like, drove the message home for me, that was, that was like, my final point mm. on that. What, what about you? Did you have anything else that you, you wanted to underline or bring out for yesterday's sermon? No, I think, I think that, that pretty much sums it up. The charge to, to the men the charge to and, and the thing is like a lot of I've heard sermons I remember uh, Pastor Nixon has preached uh, similar sermons about the role of the husband and the wife and basically he would focus one week on the men and another week on the women mm-hmm. uh, he didn't really address the women um, and I thought that it still was a benefit to them to hear to, yeah to hear it you know what I mean so he wasn't saying like hey you know women be supportive I think he may have thrown something small in there but he was really just locked in because he knows that that is how the devil is attacking God's people through the men. If you can get them, psh, everything's a wrap. Everything's a wrap. And I think that was important for the women. The women weren't being talked to, mm. but they were there to observe and hear it mm. because it reacquainted them with the responsibility of man that mm. they may or may not have forgotten right. about because of the lack of the decision making of the man. Mm. They realized the weight that's on his shoulders, and that's why he made our shoulders broad so mm. that we can carry that. Right. <laughs> But also, I believe it ignited, and I've seen this happen, mm. within the women, especially the ones who were married, it ignited within them the nurturer in mm. them, the compassionate person, mm. the understanding being that is within all women, to console and uplift the husband. There's nothing yes. a man won't do if he got a woman who's behind him who right. will support the behind it. Mm. He will jump over a building mm-hmm. if his wife can tell him he can do it. Mm-hmm. And be, so that type of support, I've seen it, you know, you see it in movies. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I know one of the... <laughs> One of the attributes of, we get a little bit fictional right now, Wonder Woman from mm-hmm. the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be the ultimate woman, but she can bring out the best in any man. Right. That's one thing. Any man who's around, she brings out the best mm-hmm. in him because that is what the ultimate woman can do. Mm-hmm. You know. And so you take that, of course that's fictional, but you take that attribute, God has placed that attribute within every woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is the, the, you also have to recognize the attack of the enemy to trying to subvert that. So first thing he tries to subvert, he takes that away from the woman by saying, you know, you need to run things. Mm-hmm. The man ain't around. Man ain't in the house. So you got to be both mother and father. Right. And then from the man, he takes away the confidence to make decisions mm-hmm. and the confidence to lead and to take the brunt of whatever's coming, to be accountable, mm-hmm. be accountable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just speaking on those things, if anybody, you know, wants to actually watch the sermon, I know RPC, Restoration Praise Center, mm-hmm puts their sermons out on YouTube within 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So if you also search that on YouTube, like just like we talked about Thomas Felder in the beginning, mm-hmm. then you should be able to find that. I know uh, we don't have too much time left. We were only going to go for an hour today. And the second subject of what happened yesterday has to deal with pornography. But I kind of want to wait for O mm-hmm. to get back here before we, we dive into that topic, but especially everything that transpired. I know he wasn't there himself, mm-hmm. but to get his perspective on this issue. And we've talked about this issue here before, but there was a lot of information that was brought out yesterday from a biological standpoint, from a medical study standpoint, that maybe a lot of people do not know. And that's the type of information we were going to uh, dive into on um, next week. And next, also, next week's show is going to be at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it's going to be a little bit of a time adjustment. You know, that's a big day in football. I'm not saying that we're doing it because of that, but we have several things that we're going to do that afternoon. And because of that, the time frame just for next week is going to be moved up from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
So, you know, with that being said, Cox, I wanted to find out, you know, you have any parting thoughts or any final remarks you wanted to make? You know, the intentionality of God creating man. Henry Wright talked about, um, well, you mentioned how none of us are an accident. You know, Henry Wright's talking about, you know, we're, we're all dirt and we have to understand where we came from. But even when you mess up, even if you, like people talk about accidental baby. Oh, we didn't mean for that to happen. Oh, right, man, you know. Right. But it's not like God has set in motion, you know, X, X Y, and Z, and he just sits back and they take their course, in which case you have true accidents. You have true casualties. Mm-hmm. Um, no, if somebody sleeps with somebody else, that was a mistake. But that life that God breathed into, breathed the breath of life into them, it was for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, so every single person who's watching this, you may feel like you are not. Maybe your parents tried to abort you, and somehow, some way, you came through. God has something specific for you in this life. And so the fact that he is in control, he is not a hands-off God. Mm-hmm. We don't subscribe to evolution. We don't subscribe to any kind of chance, any kind of a lack of accountability to mm-hmm. this God. Uh, so he has given us purpose and power to fulfill that. So I'm just thankful that we can look at the mistakes we made. My favorite text in the Bible was 1 Corinthians 10, 13, which basically says that no temptation, no trial has befallen you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tried, to be tempted more than you're able, but with the temptation, with the trial, will also provide a way of escape. And so he knows that we will make mistakes and we will do dumb things, but even in the midst of that, in the context of that, he's not going to allow you to handle, to, to, to be tried more than you're able. He was always going to have a way of escape. So if you feel hopeless, if you feel purposeless, look around, pray first, mm-hmm. and pray for God to show you, what am I here for? Why am I struggling through this? What do you want me to learn? Because when you emerge through whatever trials he's put in your path, there is a purpose waiting on the other side. Absolutely. Amen. Amen to that. Um, you want to close mm-hmm. this out with a word of prayer? And remember the brother Clarence mm-hmm. as well. Pray for Clarence, yeah. Let's bow our heads. Father God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, Waku continues to move through us and give us life. We thank you for the opportunity to witness and to be witnessed to, to bless and to be blessed. And we're lifting up every prayer request that has come through here, even those that we that we forget. I think about this brother Clarence, who you brought up for such a time as this, for some kind of deliverance. We don't know what he's going through. We don't know what caused him to react the way that he did, but I'm asking that your your power will, will, will wash over him, Father God, will deliver him from anything he's struggling with and, and keep him where he needs to be. So whatever church he goes to, let him not be vilified or ostracized by any person, but know that he is in a house of sick people because we are all sinners. We are all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So be with him, uh, protect him, Father God, and keep him to where he can recognize his purpose and start serving you, if he's not already, uh, the way that he should. I pray for O. Uh, continue to be with him, be with our ministry. I pray for Brad and his family, mm-hmm. his brother, his sister-in-law. I pray for his parents, his grandmother. I pray for every person who's listening who is still dealing with issues with the government shutdown. I'm thankful that there seems to be some relief in sight, but there's still uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I pray for those who still have not come to, to, to make their calling election sure with you. I'm asking that you break those chains, uh, that you break addictions and that people can come to know you, whom to know is life eternal. I pray for the studio, the owner of the studio, the engineers, every person who comes through here. Mm-hmm. I'm asking mm-hmm. that they receive a blessing uh, in all of their endeavors. Forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from unrighteousness, prepare us for the day when you come in the clouds of glory to mm-hmm. take us home. We ask these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. 
But that's Real Talk 101, people. Um, next week, like I said, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. we'll be here. Uh, or we'll be back in the studio. I definitely know that. But until then, may y'all bless and keep you throughout the week. Seek Peace. truth. Every time they see us come, watch them demons shake. Hey man, here you come with all that stuff, man. Come on, let's go. Life and death is in your tongue, so watch what you say. Hey, real talk, what you say around him too, man. Real talk. His name's Oway. If you don't know about Father Rahai, his name's Oway. And you don't know about his son Yashai, his name's Oway. Receive the gift of Rawakadah, his name's Oway. Forever screaming, Kram Yasharala, his name's Oway. Tell me names whole way. I'm calling a higher. Calling them out. Kicking them tables over. Just like you shy. Digital download and a hard copy. Men of two by twos. Some of these Hebrews be acting feminine. We call them two one fools. I'm laughing at them. Same time, one foot past them. I ain't trying to be the boy's favorite rapper. They only rap because they Twitter popular. That's the difference between me and them. I'm the son of Jacob. They the son of Sin. The Marat opens on the gone in. We don't go ham, but we go shim. I'll cook that bird, put his fur on. Shantae Wright, and I'd like to welcome 
your family, to our family, and our distinguished panelists that we have. We have a dynamic show for you guys today. Uh, we have a guest panelist that's going to bring you some uh, really good information. Uh, Mr. John Cheeks, I would like to say welcome. Thank you. Uh, of course, you guys know Twyla, Teresa here, and Francis. He's with us, you know, not only in spirit, but physically. Uh, we also <laughs> like to thank uh, uh, um, Reggie and... and uh, um, Ron, our two uh, guru technicians that make this all possible. I want to send a quick uh, shout out to everybody that, that participate in the Vox Wave uh, program. You know, so we all need to support each other, so let's watch each other's show. So we have to, you know, start here and, and, and spread that unity abroad. So I just want to send that out to everybody that, that has a program on the Vox channel. Uh, the Vox Wave, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I want y'all to participate, and, and not only them, but, you know, just our listening audience. If you have any comments, uh, uh, anything, suggestions, uh, please feel free to comment. You can contact, contact us at 2401, I'm sorry, 2401 uh, 2560. You know something, I got tongue-tied because, yeah, I, you know, because I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to look up or anything, you know, like I would normally would do, but please contact us with your comments and, and your um, suggestions or anything that can make us better, because again, this show is for you, it's about you, to bring you information that we can need, that we need in order to unify us right. as one. So again, contact us at 2 Four zero seven one nine twenty five sixty. Now, at this point, I would like to turn this over to our our panel guru, <laughs> Twyla. <laughs> Twyla. Check two.
Hey, check this one. And I check this one. Table two. Table three, because you just use these. Table four. Hello. Table five. Chair two.
Box Wave. Believe that no one in the DMV should go without a coat this winter. So we partnered with Star Imports Dealership for this year's annual coat drive. If you have an old or gently used coat that can still be worn, drop it off with us. Vox Wave Studios at 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland. And give the gift of warmth to somebody in need in the DMV. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show, the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Regular
right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455.
hear my voice in it. This is the phone. You hear my voice in it. When you shop with us, you know how to score. But did you know you could be saving even more? Yes. Perfect. Love it. With the TJX Rewards credit card, every time you shop at our stores, you earn 5% back in rewards. TJX Rewards credit card, an even better value every day.
Chao.